introduction and welcome everybody. This is BMP Weekly episode 227. It is 20th of November 2023. Haha, <laughs> got the year right. Well, like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while. Small details. Uh, in the BMP Weekly, I always talk about the latest Microsoft 365 all up together with our partner uh, dependent technologies like Power Platform and all of that. And we uh, have the structure is that we do intro, we do interview, and then we go to articles, um, the weekly, what, whatever is happening. This time, uh, we had a really awesome discussion already. I recorded a while back with Rashmi Oklu. Um, she's a developer uh, consultant, developer, not a consultant, because developer. She's, she's working in a, in a customer organization side. Uh, related on Power Platform and SPFX and Microsoft 365 extensibility, a lot of other stuff as well. So uh, she's been actively involved within the community and they will say a really good discussion, actually. I, I really like that. So Yeah, I would say without further ado, how about we jump to the interview? Let's jump to the interview and move back to articles right after that. Excellent. Let's get started. So thank you, Rashmi, for joining on the BMP Weekly. Uh, I think it was, well, like you said, episode 2027. Yes. 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 So it's quite a few of them. Well, uh, it's not 2027. It's 227. We're not there yet with 2027. Like, <laughs> oh, we'll get fair. there in two more years. <laughs> few more years. That's actually really good. <laughs> 227. So Rashmi, so let's focus on you, not on the on the math, which I can't do. So Rashmi, can you do a quick intro who we are and what I do for a living? Yeah, I'm SharePoint developer um, in a company called Pension Protection Fund based in Croydon uh, within London. And uh, within my role, um, I can't say I'm an expert in everything, but I kind of touch based on different uh, technology stack, the Power Platform, SPFX, PowerShells, Azure DevOps, and uh, previously um, I've worked on uh, SharePoint on-premise as well, uh, building sandbox solutions, service side code. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it never go away. Yeah, so wow. it's been quite a journey. So I'm quite yeah. yeah so I, so I've been within my current role for the last uh, seven years, uh, and I'm quite glad uh, to be a part of the digital transformation which happened at the company uh, with the migration from on-premise uh, onto the cloud, which has brought a lot of benefits to the business users, um, enabling them to use new technologies like the Teams, Yammer, OneDrive. Um, Viva Engage, not Yammer, just remember. Uh, yes, it's Viva Engage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like trying to get <laughs> Yes, 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 right. Um, and um, yeah, so that's kind of basically just in the sort of intro, yeah. No. yeah. Let's do a quick one. So you mentioned on-premises and cloud and everything else, but what does the company actually do? Because I, there's a kind of a reason why the on-prem might or might not be still used. Because you know, we, I, I guess you mentioned pensions, and it's a pension-based company, so therefore they cannot just move across the systems uh, super fast because you need to make sure that the, there's a lot of information. Is that correct? Yes, uh, so we are kind of unique in terms, it's a body uh, which has been set up uh, based on legislation uh, to protect members which have defined benefit schemes in quite in a simple terms, ensuring like those who had the pensions, which kind of ensures like a final uh, salary at retirement age, if the companies went bust insolvent, uh, we are here like to protect to ensure like they still get the pension. So uh, dealing like with members' data um, security, it's kind of a primary thing. And um, yeah, so, um, but in terms, in as a company, yeah, we do try even uh, at the end, we kind of um, embrace like the public service where the members are at the heart at every, at the heart of everything we do, but we still try to innovate and be competitive as a private sector, just yeah. to be able to um, yeah provide a better service for yeah. internal stakeholders as well as external stakeholders. 
And it's, it's not actually that rare that financial institute and pension and insurance companies still have on-premises deployments because of um, the, you know, security and concerns and compliancy. Uh, but you mm-hmm. did say that it's moving more and more to the cloud as well. So you have, yes. you're in a hybrid mode. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of helped a lot, like even as a, my role, even as a developer, uh, I look after the SharePoint administration as well. So when we're on-prem, say one of the tasks, which was like to uh, do the monthly security patch on the servers and to look at the SharePoint health um, uh, of our servers is one of the tasks which is gone, which is really good. So we are uh, really in a good path, like just to move everything onto the cloud and still like looking at improving internal processes. Because uh, as you can imagine, there will be loads of uh, uh, processes which are based using Excel spreadsheet. So yep. it's one of These the, are the best. areas. <laughs> These are the best. Well, literally. at least if they're not in access, that's already a start. Not that access <laughs> is a really cool thing, but still. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I try to analyze like which product could be best suited to um, improve um, making life improve efficiency across the whole business. Yeah, you went so you you said that you went all the way from you know on prem to cloud. How did your work actually end up? type of things you build and the way you build them and the way you go from dev to prod, how did that change over the years so that you can, you know, go from systems that are fully on-prem to things that are in a cloud and always change? It's it's challenging because on-premise, everything seems just a little bit more static and uh, even like to have like the pipelines uh, in DevOps for deployment across the different environments that was just impossible or I don't know, we don't really figure out how to, a way of doing it. But since we are like on the cloud using SharePoint Online, it's very easy like to set up pipelines um, in Azure DevOps using YAML or some of the means like to do a deployment, which makes life a bit much, much more easier. Now I have to ask this, and this is more like more like a not a dinosaur question, but we talked about you talked about sandbox solutions, and do you still do That's sandbox solution farm solutions uh, in the on-prem? No, it's gone. Thank goodness. Good. <laughs> Good. It has so so much. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it kind of served its purpose yes. at that time, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, it did have its limitations, and being on the climb means. Being on the cloud means like we can use other cool technologies, yes, which makes absolutely. our lives easier. Without compromising the actual service, because that was absolutely that. Well, Sandbox Solution was a bit of a interesting sidetrack, but Farm Solutions was the problem was that you basically compromised with every single deployment, you compromised the farm. So you never knew yeah. if it's going to come back live or Don't not. Don't tell so. the customers to come that they compromised something. Like there, there, was, there were years of good. <laughs> business for partners to build yes, these things was. that we recommended. It was. Yeah, it was. Now yes. we're, it's, yes. we're compromising things. Now. No. Well, every single deployment was a risk. You needed yes, to yes. Well, basically like everything prepared. else. You need to know what you're doing. Sure. The same yeah. <laughs> true. 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 Yeah. yeah it's been a trans- interesting transition. <laughs> What, what's sure. been the what's been the most hardest thing on transitioning? Uh, is there any any specific things, or is it more like yes, finally we can do web stack development and and all of this stuff, and I, I can just leave that behind and move on the new world? How how did that felt? Were there any specifics, um, hard areas for the there transition? Was cake involved? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think the business processes, um, yeah, kind of evolve. Um, uh, with time, but at the same time, so like for example, uh, like heavy customized service side solution, you need to think of a different way whenever we are transitioning onto the cloud and we had like to build it everything from scratch. And for some, we just found like using the local platform, using power apps, because uh, a lot were like a lot of heavily customized list forms, which could yeah. easily be done uh, in Power Apps um, by using Power Automate instead of using Timer Jobs. So it just needs to find the right mapping. So uh, 
so yeah, so we had like to really rebuild a lot of the solutions. <laughs> yeah, but that is yeah. an interesting point, right? So you came from the world where everything was code, and you went to the cloud where you have no code, low code, pro code, and you didn't default directly from okay, we had code here, it needs to be code there. How did you yes. go about learning about all the different options you've got and then picking the right one for the job as opposed to saying, I've got a hammer, everything's a nail? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we kind of considered like the whole technology stack and tried to find uh, which technology is going to work best for that particular solution. So we kind of always have the approach of uh, looking what what's available out of the box and what could be achieved using low-code solution before going on to the, um, the pure development side. So, yeah, so it's kind of, um, yeah, and then that created to the learning uh, because of being new to the cloud and um, being just me and my manager on the SharePoint side, it's not like, enough like to scale up or scale down the team like to be able to help so we do our liaise with uh, third party partners or suppliers uh, who brings in the skills that we need um, as well as internally learned up uh, on these technologies so that uh, after we own the solution we are able like to progress with them and to be able to support it now, how did you? Any any tips on starting to learn that those solutions and options? So, what would be, what was your kind of a what what is the most journey. useful tips on <laughs> yes on that journey? It's kind of interesting because ever since like we moved onto the cloud, um, it um, uh, our company uh, kind of supports like the learning and development of stuff. And we do have a training budget, and uh, I did. And as part of the move onto the cloud, our company is kind of lucky to be part of something called Employee Skills Initiative. Um, they do provide like instructor-led training, and as well as certifications for free. Um, and as part of that, I did um, express uh, my interest, like to do some of the instructor-led led training which was um yes yeah, so i had the opportunity to do some of that and uh, we have membership to parasite as well parasite uh, so i've watched a lot of videos on there and then microsoft learn which has amazing materials which are always it seems like always up to date which is like really incredible um that's my de facto uh, place for now like to learn of our new stuff um and uh, do, 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 uh yeah a kind of uh kind of a journey <laughs> and learning again from the others uh from the pnp community calls uh which i started like watching like two years ago uh that's a way i kind of learned about a lot about what's possible uh, in the Empress XI and just to get ideas and whenever a requirements come up in the business. Um, I, I know like I've watched something on this formatting, you can do amazing thing or yep. in Power Platform, what you can, the tools that you can build or using SPFX, what are the uh, possibilities? So yeah, so it's kind of various medium, even like on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, um, yeah, since I've started my contributions, I think I've built up some followers. I've kind of knew a lot of people uh, who are experts in their own fields and just following them and reading um, whatever we've been posting. And there's always something to learn from others. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I have to say, especially on the list formatting things and watching the videos, it's like if you see Chris doing a demo, it's like, oh, that's that's super easy. And it's like, wait, how did he know? What? How? Because those Chat demos GPT. are everything. ChatGPT. He's been an so. early adopter. He had access to ChatGPT even before it was a thing, and that's how. Uh, really? <laughs> to, be, to be honest, my first list formatting I had to do, um, yeah, I did look at the existing samples and um, and I, I came across like one of the samples which Andrew Large, Andrew Large did 
and uh, it was like a very long um, G adjacent uh, script and going through it, I just like, oh, oh how is like how all do I debug this? How do I no start? Idea. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 that's it was not that's... possible. Yeah. No. So, that time, yeah, I did use ChatGPT just try to understand what it's what doing. Do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is that, this? That is a brilliant it... use. That's a brilliant <laughs> exactly. use. It's like, explain this to me like I'm five. Yeah. Like, yep, totally. Yes. That yep. thing does this. That thing does that. Brilliant. Did you like, get anything valuable? Did you get anything valuable out of the ChatGPT out of that? Um, I think the explanation. I think yeah, it it did kind of make sense. But then like playing around with yep. it on the UI, trying bits, taking things out, it just like make a little bit more sense as well yep. because where are you? How? Because I had to adapt his sample to the um, use case that I had, which was a much more simpler use case. And uh, yeah, so so it was more like removing a lot of his code, but again, um, yeah, yeah, so it's kind of uh, help understanding, but again, it's like a lot of iterations and a lot of uh, trying uh, out. Yeah, I did try to out touch to be to generate something based on my use case, and we were just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it kind of uh, yeah, it, it, yeah no. it was not very successful <laughs> i have to say that it's interesting to see the the statistics related on github repositories and samples because specifically in the list formatting case just to we can move forward from that discussion in a second but specifically in those samples there's so many samples available on list formatting and it is low code end user enabled extensibility um it's it's 500 600,000 views every single month within the within the samples it's massive um because it you know it enables people to do cool things without code yeah. and without well, any... <laughs> well, well i would argue with you at the time of yeah. the day <laughs> way harder to work with than actual code where you've got intellisense design time type checking and all of that so <laughs> If it works, it works. True. We don't need to True. compile, build anything, but if True. it breaks, good luck with that. <laughs> anyway, as we are closing down this topic, I want to actually take a step back. You mentioned that you learned from uh, community calls. How did you come across them? How Where did you did find, you find them yes. or hear about them? How did you like, hey, there is that thing? Do you know yeah, that's uh, that's quite interesting because I know about the PNP initiatives back when in two thousand and fourteen, maybe it was two thousand sixteen. Seriously, I started. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in that You're area. Abs on us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, previous prior to my job, I was working for a consultancy firm, and uh, and then back then, um, we were Microsoft partner. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, we were kind of discussing, especially like the move like to Chevron online onto the cloud and uh, and how uh, uh, like, especially like the PNP remote provisioning, um, how we can help clients and, and all these stuff. So I was kind of aware of those at that time. And then, um, and when, when it was time where my current employer was moving on to the cloud as well, and I had to learn a lot of um, things. Um, yeah, and then when I was like, maybe like searching, trying to find ways of learning, and then yeah, so I just came across uh, PNP. Yeah, so yeah, and ever since, yeah, I've just tried to watch everything. Sometimes I could, I can attend the calls. Sometimes I just watch them like offline as well. So yeah, so I've kind of learned quite a lot. So that's when I've learned about the um, the sample script repository. Uh, prior to that, um, yeah, back in 2014 or 2016, sometimes yeah, I did contribute a few samples i don't know how many like to the technic gallery but that again use um sharepoint type code uh, and and see some um yeah so uh see so i kind of started with the sample strips and um and then paul bellock he um he's very good like promoting all the contributors yes. on twitter and i think that's helped me to get some followers and to start using twitter because 
I did have my account for quite a long time, but I never really used Twitter before or LinkedIn yeah. or anything to do anything. Um, and then, yeah, and then he kind of suggested, like, if I want, I can write a, f a blog post on the um, M365 community blog. And he uh, he gave me Louise um, contact details uh, so she can send me an account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, based on that, yeah, so I've been in touch with many amazing people like Van Marcus Mueller, who yep. kind of helped me a lot uh, for my first um, community call uh, for the uh, for S one SPF example, which I kind of just upgraded to the latest SPFX. But maybe, yeah, that's still a contribution. Yep. Yes. So, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, amazing people, amazing community, all supportive, helpful. And I think from listening to the PNP Weekly, um, I learned about the CLI for m 65 as well. Um, yep. And one time it was like Martin Linkster blog was mentioned, and I was like, hmm, that's, that sounds interesting. Let me try it out. And uh, even without writing any TypeScript code before, I decided to create my first issue and submitted my first VR. And uh, yeah, so, so you can imagine not how I written any TypeScript, but uh, yeah, but while deck. Um, yeah, he was the first one who kind of reviewed my PR. <laughs> so there were lots of review comments, but all very useful for a learning journey. And um, yeah, and and I think whatever I've learned from contributing to the CLI for M365 are transferable. Um, for example, when uh, when I'm writing SPFX code in TypeScript, um, I kind of learn a little bit more about the coding standards um, and other things, which is like really, really useful. And um, yeah, and as well as the PMP PowerShell as well, uh, because that's something which I use quite a lot to automate any tasks I, I have. Maybe because I'm lazy, <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, it, it, it just makes- No, 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 no. automation is good, so. <laughs> Lazy yeah. is good. <laughs> and if I feel like there are certain commandlets which can help me or there's certain improvements, um, I'll just go um, into the repository and just contribute back because because uh, um, eventually it just helps me as well. Yeah. Now that that was a lot of different contributions which you've done in a, in the within the past and and you've been nominated as an mvp which is awesome uh we'll, we'll certainly get that one moving congratulations on that that's a nomination yet uh, but uh we'll we'll um it's going to be followed then later uh now on those contributions um and how did you come across that initial hurdle so what what would be beneficial so i, I can imagine that there's multiple multiple and that that's always the, the first one is the most difficult one but what pushed you over the edge on basically going outside of a comfort zone and and okay i'll just click share and pull request and submit <laughs> and be like oh any any tips on for people to get past that uh, because that that is probably the most you know the biggest hurdle to go over yeah i think um um yeah not having worked with github uh, previously it was kind of um, a learning curve and uh, as i said yeah in the past i did contribute on technet gallery much quite uh, a long time back and then um and then like initially yeah it's just getting the knowledge about the github uh, because that's where all the repository are um are kind of stored and um, yeah and i did um, learn about the sharing is caring initiative as well from attending community calls and uh, i decided to attend a few um, and i attended one which was like um, on github which was very useful and i was very impressed with the github web 
web editor as well where you can just um, you don't really need to have visual studio code or anything you can just do everything on your browser which was like really amazing and uh, um yeah so it's just um um yeah and then from that i thought like okay let's take a baby step and uh, and just try and see uh what um what is the result and then i i knew like whatever um i'll be contributed is going to be reviewed before it gets actually checked in so at the same time it's for me like to get the validations and maybe um opportunity like to improve so um so the maintainers of each of our repository are really great so i'll say like don't be um scared um if you want to just go on the each of a repository looks at a list of issues and uh, see something which um, if you want you can just start with documentation update or anything else anything but you just uh, fails but clicks to you and um, and just start and then if you have any questions or anything uh, using um, the issues these through comments you can easily get feedback and things over so yeah so there are loads of people um made the maintainers of each one which is going to really help like for example i have um, one particular sample i submitted to the uh, uh, uh view list of view uh formatting and Tetsuya has been very good at testing uh, the sample um, yes. before actually committing it out. And sometimes uh, he'll come like with different scenarios I didn't really think about. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, so I need to go and uh, and try to try it in different ways before it yep. actually gets uh, checked in. Yeah. Tetsuan is an amazing example of a, a a community, active community contributor from Japan, and he's just always there and helping and always present. He's very sweet. And, <laughs> yes, yes, and incredibly skillful as well. So, so absolutely yes. brilliant stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very good because it's just like having. Even you think like you're on your own, but you're not. It's just yes. like a whole bunch of people. Um, really like to bounce out ideas and just like to build uh, a useful product even the CLI for m 65 all the maintenance already helpful caring supporting and uh, each time learning from each other and you get to learn about new apis new technologies and new ways of doing things as well in terms of the software uh, engineering principles you do learn quite a lot. Now I need to write <coughs> that time marker um, uh, up because that was so beautifully said. So um, even though you think but that you're by yourself, you're not um, because there's a people across the world helping with contributions and, and getting involved, contributing, like you said, a one typo in the documentation. And that can be the easiest way to get started. One typo in a readme file, uh, that's already helping other people on fixing or improving the readability. And that that is, that's more than enough to get started. And yeah. then learning how to use the GitHub gradually there. And there are people helping. And I, I think that's the, the beautiful thing of, of uh, brush me what you just said you mentioned like 20 people uh, who are there to help cross the different capabilities and and part of the journey uh, and that's actually makes me feel super happy so <laughs> so, so huge big community yeah yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. across different worlds different parts of the world yes. you'll never imagine that you'll ever work with uh yeah because sometimes it's like joe Ge geographical restrictions or other things yes, it's just yeah. like yeah on the clouds yeah but it's also like this it's a really great thing right because like you like when you work at a company you get mm -hmm. exposed kind of in the into like one way of thinking looking at things and then when you work in the open you you get to like basically the same thing with kids right like you have kids and they're at home, like they learn one way of doing things, but the world is big. And then they go out there, yes. they get with, with other kids and they learn like, hey, there are different ways to do things. There are different ways to look at things and deal with yeah. things. And that yep. is invaluable. Like for growth, there is no better way than that. Like you can really learn. And that's really the cool thing. Like many of these folks are there are extremely skilled, right? So you can also mm -hmm. learn from folks that you 
wouldn't get a chance to work with otherwise because again yeah. as you said like different company geography is just impractical yeah well, you can how yep. cool is yeah. that right yeah the internet yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, i love the fact that we, especially within this group of community and this group of people nobody's judging and nobody everybody is welcome uh so it's always the encouragement of getting involved uh sharing is caring as we keep on saying and all of that but it's it, it really kind of it's one of that giving people the podium or opportunity to grow by providing feedback in a polite way so if there's an area yeah. where we can improve we can say that there are areas to get improved because every single one of us nobody's perfect there's always an Yay. ideas we can combine and that makes yeah. us all better so yeah and also the podium or the stage right to let people shine like people have yes, awesome exactly. ideas and examples that on one hand show and inspire what can be done but on the other hand also help others because maybe you're stuck and maybe that sample that you think Yeah, but everybody knows about it. Well, do they though? Yep. And then you yep. share some work in the open, no matter how small, and you see like that that helped somebody. That unblocked yes. them and you're like that cool. Like that feeling is truly addictive. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and on that point actually, so I just really want to iterate for anybody who's like hey, there's already this and this kind of a sample blah blah blah. No, 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 no. And there's, there's already somebody showed this video and it was almost the same thing what I done might have happened two years ago might have happened six months ago it doesn't matter uh it's always the new perspective it's always the new mm -hmm. presentation new implementation style uh new new ideas what we're sharing and then new people watching the videos maybe they missed the previous video and so there's no harm of repeating 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 because humans we learn by repeating so that's just that's the way true. it is yeah <laughs> Even my daughters, uh, we are four and six. We just like repeat to each other, sharing is caring. But it, it would be like for treats, for toys. <laughs> yes. yes, brilliant. Same, same mentality. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharing is caring. Can I have yes. a piece of cake? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so we went through the, the work uh, kind of a career um, and uh, then the community, community. contributions. Uh, what's next? What's happening in, in Rashmi's uh, future? Anything interesting? Oh, we can yeah. we can do this in a also in a smaller time frame. Anything interesting within the next week or within upcoming weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a few blog post idea which I'm still working on. It's been on drafts. A state for quite a long time, but I just need to find the time, like to really yeah. finish them off uh, on different areas. Um, power to me, power apps, this formatting, but uh, I, I just like need to find the time to do them. And um, yeah, as part as um, our company, uh, we have something called Community Impact, and we are given like five volunteering days to do something to give back to the community. Cool. So yeah, so I think within um, next week or two weeks, um, yes, um, I'll be going and um, to a charity called Wrapped Up London. So people have been donating uh, coats, jackets, winter coats, jackets. So I'll be there trying to solve them out helping uh with um their activities and um yeah that's kind of it uh, cool cool and the holiday season or is coming so hopefully things are a bit slowing down so because i can i can definitely relate on yeah. there's so many blog post drafts and and all of that because at some point you when blog? i well, I don't have an active look at this moment of the time anymore because I <laughs> gave up. Uh, so, but it's it's basically there's like 20 titles and intros <laughs> and paragraphs to get started. It's, it's like, like yeah, I will true. find the time to write this. Uh, so. Chat GPT, yes, write me a I blog should. post. <laughs> <laughs> but I've kind of now given up on my personal blog and rather promote and write stuff <laughs> with the official ones for now, at least. So that's fine. Yeah. I know Waldeck. I know yeah. Waldeck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I guess it will be like a lot of catching up of ms uh, on the microsoft ignite yeah true is, yeah, true yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so offline or yeah trying to watch something live but we'll see time yeah, that's true time is and and everything the keynote is happening like 4 p.m uk time or 5 p.m mm -hmm. uk time so it's it's we all have family as well so we need to balance yeah. these things absolutely mm -hmm. yeah 
Now, Wild, like anything interesting on your side, or what are you building always, on? Always, always interesting. I mean, it, it I, is I, interesting I, I kind to of me. I'm kind of annoyed that you're going to say if that. It's interesting to you. <laughs> it's interesting to me. Uh, uh, so we're doing we're doing a few things for CLI for M M365. As always, we are evolving it with new commands. We are looking into different things. Like the other day, we released some improvements that make it faster, which is a great thing to see because that benefits everybody, no matter which commands you use. And it's not like it's need to be a brand new thing. No, no, we want to make it better for everybody who is on it already. So one, two, we're looking into the ability in CLI because we acknowledge that many folks don't use just one tenant in their work. Like you need to switch yep. back and forth between maybe you have dev tenant, maybe you have prod, pre-pro, whatever you've got. Switching between these identities is painful. Like, like it isn't easy. Like you need to log out, log in. Yep. We're looking into ways to make that easier. So you basically say like, I want to now work as user one and you're good. And there's no prompts and dialogues. And like, because you logged in in a past already, the token is still good. So can we simplify that? So we're working on a few ideas I around that. I think Rashmi can confirm this, though, if I remember correctly, because I haven't been involved super closely in PMP PowerShell for a while, but Rashmi, I know that you contributed there as well. But in there, you can actually do a connection object and you're able to flip that connection. Um, it's actually really, really cool. So you can flip- But if you close the PowerShell, channels. the connection is, is gone, right? So you- No, no, you no, no but you don't close the close PowerShell is different because you don't actually close the connection. Uh, you're in well, a you session. Well, you close terminal that's, that's power. and it's of gone. Of course, when you close, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But again, in you your script, you can easily- that. Yeah. You can easily between the different tenants, uh, but again, apples and pears. Apples and pears. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree on that. Not saying that a CLI is a different technology, and 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 it's just a definitely needed functionality. Uh, so completely and understand. So one, so so that was one out of ten. I don't know how much time do you have? So. Yes. <laughs> and another big, big one for for us at least was renaming Microsoft 365 Developer Proxy to Dev Proxy. It's something that, that's been in work like on our mind for a long time because over time we evolved from being graph only tool to M365. And now we're like, well, you can use us really with any API. So Correct. why right. on earth are we called M365? We're not. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not as simple as it might seem to change a name of, of what is a product you know, in, in a way, right? Yeah. So it took us some time, but it's in. So now that it's uh, out of the... Uh, now that it's done, and now we're working on moving our docs to MS Learn, because yeah. our docs up until now we're on a wiki in the repo. Surprise, surprise! The other day we learned that if repo has less than five hundred stars, the wikis aren't indexed by Google and Bing and whatever. So okay. you will never find that. Yeah, correct, correct. So you're like, we learned a thing, and now we need to move our docs so that people can find us, which is like. Yeah. If only we knew that earlier. So now we do. We're, we're working on that. So that should come uh, in someday soon. And then on and that, doing a lot of work on graph uh, con connectors, which are a great yep. way to centralize all the content that you've got in your in your org on Microsoft 365 so that you can find it more easily. So working on that, working on uh, samples, new content for, for learn. Uh, yeah, like that is really top, top of mind for, for me. What about you, Vesa? What do you have cooking for us? Uh, a lot of stuff, not going to go too much details on things. Uh, obviously, ESBC uh, in Amsterdam is coming uh, within two weeks, so prepping on there oh, yeah, still. Uh, so that, yeah, you'll be there as well. Which is, which is, it's been a while since we met, actually, in person. Okay. It's actually really been a while. Uh, ECS, uh, and ECS, then, ECS, ECS, oh, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, that is true. That uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, and then obviously we do already a lot of planning for next semester and, and the investment areas. And then as my, as my role as a PM in SPFX side, there's there's a lot of planning happening uh, on that side because it's it's looking into growing on double or triple uh, growth uh, patterns right now. So uh, there's going to be more and more features and capabilities on that. So, so SPFX is certainly not going to go away. There's going to mm -hmm. be further investments across the Microsoft 365 stack, so, which is actually really cool because it, it is by far the easiest way to do extensibility across the those of things because automatic hosting it's really really sweet uh other than that so many items in the checkbox i'm not going to go too much details on them now um I guess that's it for now. Thank you, Rashmi, for joining. Thank you for all of the contributions uh, you've done throughout the years uh, within the within the community side and, and helping other people to get unplugged um, because that's that's what that is all about. And thank you for sharing your journey as well. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure and amazing experience to finally 
me because I've watched the show for nearly the last two years and it's just like uh, incredible it's really that experience. long to find you oh my god that's so bad uh, no. <laughs> I was maybe unknown at the time <laughs> yeah, I didn't really start in my contribution journey at the time two years ago but it kind of really helped yeah so thank you thank you thank you thank you Rashmi and in the show, we'll start uh, jump in on the on the weekly articles and going them through with Waldeck. This time with all of the Ignite announcements, so we kind of have <gasps> a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> so, but let's jump on there. Thank you, Rashmi. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Excellent. Thank you, Rashmi. Uh, one more time on joining uh, with us. That was a, a really nice discussion. And thank you for taking the time uh, to have that discussion. And then we'll jump on the weekly articles. Uh, what do we have this week? What do we What do we have? Let's start Ignite today. Week. Last week was Ignite week, right? So we yes. will have a bunch of bunch of news from there. But there's one one more thing we wanted to uh, to uh, to open up with. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Sorry. <laughs> there was a little thing. <laughs> a small thing. So those who follow up on AI and open, open AI discussions and news and everything else, um, I was actually in London on Friday. And when I saw this on London evening, what's happening? It's like, wait, what? What? Okay. <laughs> uh, better not comment too much on the details and speculation. There's, there's so much rumors uh, related on what actually happened. But the latest statement uh, from this Monday on the 28th of, uh, well, that's 19th, because that was actually yesterday since they, they shared this in US time zone, is that uh, the Sam Altman uh, and uh, Craig Brockman from OpenAI are moving into the Microsoft. Um, and Microsoft is continuing uh, the partnership with OpenAI as well. So um, interesting. A lot of interesting uh, speculation, at least. Um, there's no way for knowing what's what's actually true and not what. Um, but this I mean, is proven other situation. Than we 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 just got two new colleagues. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they seem to be pretty good good choice <laughs> colleagues <laughs> for sure. Uh, super excited on actually seeing that. Hopefully, this will settle down what happened within the past 72 hours. Uh, and I, I have to say, um, I had earlier today a meeting with Louisa Fries on, on some social media and YouTube planning. And, and as we're doing YouTube and checking out things and plans, um, I saw what the profile is being shown, the YouTube profile. And a lot of the things were, this is what really happened in OpenAI. This is what really happened. And it's just mind boggling. All of the, the it's all exactly, right? exactly. It's just complete speculation. Um, it, we'll see if we ever will know what actually happened, uh, but this is the current state of uh, the situation, um, which is really you know, cool. Maybe so, in a few years, there will be a book written by somebody, Sam Altman's biography, or, and maybe then we will kind of get to the yes. bar. Or may, may, maybe yes. not. We'll or maybe not. So. maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. So hopefully we can focus on, on the goodness of the AI and, and making sure that it's safe for everybody to use. Uh, I think that's the main thing. Uh, here and and now they are backed with Microsoft, which is really really cool. So awesome stuff. Well, OpenAI is still backed with Microsoft, and now Sam and Han and Craig are uh, employed by Microsoft, which is really really interesting. Cool. Now let's actually then get back on the on the Ignite. So last week uh, we had Ignite uh, from Tuesday to Friday, unless I'm complete, completely mistaken. A uh, few days online, some of the days were only in person in Seattle. Uh, I had a few, few friends uh, dropping by. We catched up on Friday and Saturday, um, and they said that it was really really good. So people are super excited on on prem. Uh, the venue is really cool. I haven't seen the new Seattle Convention Center since they renovated that completely. Uh, it's been a few years since I've been there, uh, but it's 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 cool to see the feedback was awesome and a lot of exciting uh, announcements. So a lot of future proven promises, uh, so to say, is that a wrong way of saying that? Well, it is a promise, uh, future proven promises, what, what is coming and what are we rolling out gradually uh, for customers or partners um, to take advantage as well. Obviously not all of those things which we're showing are immediately available. Uh, but they will be gradually then available for the partner and customer ecosystem. A lot of, lot of awesome stuff, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like, if you could pick one, what is your favorite announcement? And I know I am putting you on the spot, which is exactly why I'm doing it. Uh, that's actually <laughs> really, really uh, good, que uh, good question. I, I, I so the Satya keynote was really good. Um, there was few. There was a. There was a few really, really good videos in the keynote, uh, emotional videos, and also kind of a vision statement videos related on co-pilot extensibility. Now, 
the motion of video lets us deep dive on there, but I love the 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 HoloLens video, which was showing how Copilot is helping you as an employer on your factory working and all of that. So people are basically having the HoloLens in the in the in the in the head and then you could overlay the guidance and instructions and you were having a chat with the colo co-pilot all the time so basically saying and asking okay i'm looking into doing this what do i do and then the hololens is activating or visually indicating what you need to do as you're doing that and that's actually pretty pretty cool um, and also what's the next step and what's the next step so you'll have that natural language conversation uh, with computers and now that's been the promise of uh, or the kind of the holy grail of computer science since 1950s. But now it seems to be a reality because we can actually truly do that with Azure Cognitive Services, text-to-speech, speech-to-text, and then go co-pilot and open AI, which understands the actual intent. So it's it's actually well, really cool. With that, you know, like, yes, it sounds cool, but I can't help but have the feeling like, like uh, you know, basically the same way you write code. And then compiler comes like, hey, you're missing a comma on line 42, line char. Yep. Just put it there. If you know that it's missing, why don't you add <laughs> uh -huh. it there the same way? Yeah, but if we get sure. to the point that we are instrumenting, guiding human beings to do things like, why don't you just build a robot that does it? Because apparently, we've got all instructions automated and we know everything around. Like, wouldn't that well, be... There, More when you think about, for example, absolutely, that's why we have robots in factories and a lot of robots are being used. But if you do maintenance uh, and you do maintenance where the options are 500 different options, what you need to do for, let's say you open up a laptop from the back and then uh, depending on whatever is the issue within the laptop, um, there are five Just different, buy, buy different things. Buy a new laptop. Well, that's that's that is an option, <laughs> uh, but there's quite a few different options. Um, yeah, totally. For repeatable work, for repeatable work, yes, robots, absolutely, one hundred percent. But that kind of the additional, you know, knowledge and insights, or you can ask, hey, I'm looking into which of these is actually blah blah blah, and then you get a visual indication with the Hololens on your head, um, yeah. and and it, with it audio is cool. as well. It is, it cool. is really cool. It's really cool. Definitely something to catch on uh, if you haven't seen that uh, one. A uh, lot of lot of interesting other announcements as well. Uh, a lot of focus on AI. Um, some of the AI stuff is not yet quite available for customers, so there's level of a frustration here and there. They will be there. They will be definitely there. So good. Let's run through some of the then the articles. Um, Abu, what was your favorite on the on the? Oh, uh, now you're me on this one. Being yes. dev at heart, it's everything about dev. Um, and Ignite isn't really a dev-focused event. So while there were there were a few announcements, there weren't that many. So with that, I'm going to default to something that has been top of mind for me for the last few months is being able to extend Copilot, like being yep. able to bring in, you know, bring your own data to it. Because that's basically what we will all need. It's kind of sounds like an extra because you are extending it. And that's kind of how we talked about extending things over the course of years. But when you think about it now, it's really table stakes because without being able to reason over all the, the data that, that you've got in your org, AI will not be able to help you as much. So you yep. really wanted to be able to do that. And for that, it needs access to all the stuff around you, meaning you will need to extend it. You will need to bring the data in your org to it. And that's really a cool way that, 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 that off the bat, we have the way to do it plugins and connectors so that there are already ways available for us to do it so i'm really um excited about that and it's going to be interesting to see how folks will adopt that and how will that uh land eventually when copilot becomes available to broader audience yep absolutely absolutely yeah that that looks really really good and it's quite simple it's not rocket science that's the thing yeah so, and that's also cool. another thing is that it's if you've built on M365 in the past, it's the same tech. It's the yep. skills you've already yep. got. It's nothing new. There's not much like use this new concept of a plugin that looks totally different like anything else you've, yep. you've seen. No, no. It's the same tech you've already built. So if you invested in the past in that expertise, you benefit from it now because now you can yep. build, you can, you can use it. You can use the same skills for one more thing. And that's really, really cool. 
Absolutely, 100%. Cool, we kind of actually cover all of these things uh, as we go through the articles. Now, word of a warning, we have, we, there were so many articles from Microsoft, so we're not going to do community articles in this week. Uh, so we're going to just focus on covering the Microsoft articles, and then we'll on next week, we'll catch up on all of the community goodness, which we saw happening within the past week as well. Now, on the Ignite, uh, the, the easiest way to kind of summarize, okay, so what were the key announcements, and what are the key news, and, and what was announced, uh, it's all in the book of news. Uh, uh, so Book of News is, is something which helps us on guide through all of the individual announcements across the stack, and you can easily search um, uh, to find the relevant sample uh, in here. So that's actually really, really awesome. Uh, take advantage of that, uh, that uh, asset. On I wonder if somebody built a GPT pointing it at this uh, page. It's like, hey, I want to know more about... There should be a GPT pointing on this page. Absolutely, there is. Uh, now, where is it? And well, you need to, to be able to use GPTs. You need to have access on um, ChatGPT. Uh, so, anyway. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Good. Uh, works smarter with Microsoft Teams Premium. Uh, again, summary. Uh, so, latest innovations for the Microsoft Teams Premium. Uh, Microsoft Teams Premium was announced uh, previously already, uh, and now we're adding additional capabilities uh, like you know, uh, are using AI to clean up your background. Uh, you could have actually done this small deck today because you were- But we are not teams. Uh, good point, good point. Uh, a lot of other announcements as well. Uh, improvements, <laughs> <laughs> improvements, trust the stack uh, for uh, for the Microsoft Teams Premium. Awesome, awesome stuff on there. There was also an article around Microsoft Teams Room and devices. So what are the latest announcements on them uh, from Ignite uh, and obviously, Improving and recapping the integration options to other areas as well, and a lot of new device uh, capabilities now that we're getting a bit more and more back to the normal, and, and actually meeting rooms is a thing again, right? I'm meeting everybody in this room. This is my oh, meeting true. room. This is my meeting room, yes. There yes. you go. Yes, so does absolutely. that mean that I get 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 a plan for it? Yeah, you'll have a, haven't you requested this from the company already? You'll well, I mean, a... if anything else, I would need, like, first of all, I would, I would need more room to put all of that, True. <laughs> that stuff True. in. <laughs> That's fair as well. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of, lot of uh, awesome uh, improvements on the devices side as well, and new devices, which is which is always exciting. Explore the latest innovations in webinars and town halls for Microsoft Teams. So I think it, we call this, what, live meeting? Uh, no, live meeting is the old thing, eh? We, uh, Anyway, when you are talking to a large audience, these are basically then the webinar, webinars and town halls. Um, so you're able to basically uh, adjust these things more efficiently and you are broadcasting. So it's not a chat based like a team yeah. Teams meeting, it's more you are broadcasting as a presenter and a larger audience and you can still use obviously Microsoft Teams for that. And a lot of additional uh, innovation on that side being announced as well. Now, uh, what's new in Microsoft Teams? Uh, a summary uh, article from Stephen uh, related on the Ignite announcements, just referencing again all of the other announcements and not just premium and devices and uh, webcast. Um, some of this stuff it doesn't require any premium licenses, so it's part of the, the Teams and baseline, but a lot of, lot of awesome announcements here as well. So. Uh, extending Microsoft Copilot for Microsoft 365, a guide for enterprises and ISVs. This one is actually the, the important one, which you mentioned, Valdek, uh, from Freeney. Uh, and basically summarizing, <laughs> yes, summarizing all of the, the, the announcements related on Copilot extensibility. And we do have a lot of, lot of announcements already, uh, or sorry, tooling and, and capabilities already available uh, for those who have access to Copilot. So this is actually the Copilot ecosystem right now. And it is obviously extending uh, in the future. Um, and you can actually get a limited number of Copilot licenses through the Microsoft 365 Developer Technology Adaption Program. Uh, so that's a good way of if you're on ISVs, uh, ISVs to get access on, on, uh, on that program and get access on the functionalities as well. Uh, but pretty soon, well, sooner or later, we will have the Copilot available for everybody within the world uh, whenever that happens. So not going to speculate any timelines. But these are actually, so this one is a great blog post on showcasing also the, the options and power uh, of the Teams uh, teams uh, meeting, uh, not meeting, Teams uh, messaging extension option, and also then the capabilities and support for uh, integrating using Craft Toolkit, uh, or not Craft Toolkit, Craft Connectors. See? <laughs> 
I'm waiting. I'm just trying to understand, like trying to sl slow down and understand what you are are trying to say. I'm so trying like... to explain to two different <laughs> options. Uh, yes, correct, correct, correct. And then and there's the also connectors. another one, another one which we see all the way down, which is the ability to build your own. Maybe you oh, have yeah, a trained, yeah. highly skilled, you know, a trained, optimized model that you want to use also in teams and for that you sure. can build your own gpt uh, yep. right and bring it to to teams yep. so there are different ways for you to be able to use ai to work more effectively yeah as in bring your own gpt or copilot as in you're basically creating a bot which is then smart enough to expose all of the well, AI it's more than a bot. Kind of the, 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 well, these days we call them agents or assistants right so it's kind of sure do but, more but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sure, chatting sure. with something. You yes. are chatting with something. It's a chat. Use, so if I uh, send interface. you a text on the phone, you're also a no. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely true. Anyway, a lot of cool announcements. We'll, we'll reference some uh, access points and extensibility points on that one as well. Uh, we also had Microsoft Teams phone news uh, on there. So a lot of in innovation that side as well, getting announced in Ignite. So much announcements in Ignite. Unlocking efficiency and secure collaboration with advanced collaboration tools in Teams Premium. So again, additional capabilities, insights on what's happening uh, and capabilities within the, uh, within the Teams uh, UX. So that's actually really, really awesome as well. Now, this one's also super interesting. Uh, so not uh, just rebranding, but much, much, much more. Uh, so introducing SharePoint Premium, a feature of AI-powered content management and experiences, and a lot of, lot of insights uh, on what's actually happening in here as well. So basically doing, integrating the AI natively as part of the SharePoint, um, and that's then the SharePoint uh, Premium uh, with different set of capabilities and, and options available, including, for example, uh, signature, uh, e-signatures, and all of that natively that within really the cool. product. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of awesome uh, automation in here. Now, as part of this, we actually also rebranded uh, Microsoft Syntax uh, to be part of the um, under the same hub, which is the uh, Microsoft SharePoint Premium. So there's no Microsoft Syntax anymore. Uh, it's all called uh, pre uh, SharePoint Premium right now, which yes. I think it's actually more better than trying to create a new brand called Microsoft Syntax. So I think it was a bit confusing, right? Oh, well, I mean, it's a new name, new brand, and like you would have to understand how does that fit? Because like it's one thing to understand what's in, in there, and the other one yep. is how does that fit in a broader uh, scope, right? So I think having fewer brands makes that easier, I would say, sure. but sure. that is just me. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we also had a uh, update on what's new for Copilot Microsoft 365 admins. So a lot of announcements in Ignite on that side as well. We're not gonna deep dive in all of these because we would spend two hours on doing that. Now Naomi Manipeli, Naomi Manipeli, uh, and she's not an uh, James Bond character. She's real and an awesome uh, <laughs> product leader, uh, has been leading the Viva Topics. And this is really an updated article related on Viva Topics in Copilot. And what does that mean? And how we're exposing then additional insights, what has been captured by Viva Topic as part of uh, the Microsoft 365 Copilot. Sorry, Copilot for Microsoft 365. Correct. Trying to learn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, uh, Copilot Microsoft Teams innovation for secure, simple, and smart frontline uh, uh, workbase. Again, additional announcements on that side for frontline workers uh, and targeting that side. So a lot of other stuff on there as well. A bit overwhelming amount of announcements. Uh, Microsoft Bloop um, announcements is now available, generally available okay. for Microsoft 365 worker accounts. And that is actually really, really awesome news as well. Um, awesome, awesome, great innovation. Uh, in the in the loop, um, and you're able to integrate the loop not only using the loop, but you can actually use loop components across the Microsoft 365 as well. Awesome stuff. We also had a uh, update related on Clipchamp and Designer. Uh, in here, create videos and images at work. Um, and the, I think this isn't GA. I think it's full integration. Maybe it's just an update. Uh, now available for commercial customers. That's what I was actually looking for. We've been in generally using Clipchamp already for a so while. So it is. It is now. Yes. Clipchamp yes. is GA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who licensed in Microsoft 365. And that is actually surprisingly easy the application to create good looking videos and all of that. And you're able to directly use uh, and create them directly within the cloud. And that's really, really cool. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, 
easy video creation. Microsoft 365 Backup and Microsoft 365 Backup Storage and TIC9 2023. Uh, we have a lot of backup providers and now we're enabling them to be natively part of the service. So integration options and capabilities uh, there as well, which is awesome. Uh, so there are partner, partner solutions which are building these uh, solutions as well. Great stuff there. We also had announcement on Microsoft Loops November Ignite Summary for IT admins. So how do we manage those loop components? And how does that work uh, in practice? Uh, is it really a syntax repository services than anyone? Or is it a Microsoft SharePoint <laughs> premium repository services? Mm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, naming is, is hard. Naming is hard. Naming is hard. Um, now announcing five new cross-suite capabilities coming to Microsoft Viva. Uh, so Microsoft Viva is evolving as well. Uh, so a lot of lot of investments and focus there. Uh, you're able to publish, for example, for Viva Amplify also to Viva Engage, not only on Teams and, and SharePoint. Uh, Viva goals, processes, uh, investments in Glint. Uh, a lot of stuff in all of the individual modules as well and insights on the usage. Uh, so much innovation. <laughs> <laughs> New base Microsoft Copilot Viva transforming employee experience uh, related on the Viva uh, Ignite announcements as well, uh, and what you can do with the, with all of the different uh, Viva modules. So a lot of lot of stuff here as well. Just think about the amount of videos what we released actually last week. Just the guidance and well, then how the many many minutes video we released <laughs> exactly. How much time exactly. is going to to cost you to review all of that? Yeah, yeah. true, true. Now, uh, you had a, a new blog post in the developer blog related on using Microsoft Craft Connectors to bring external content to Microsoft 365. That sounds a pretty familiar topic. It is. It is. It's something that, that's been top of mind for me for the last few months, right? And it's a really great thing because, again, as I said at the start, uh, you want AI to be able to reason over all data in your org. And that also means that external systems that, that you've got, you need to bring that content to AI in one way or another. And connectors are exactly that, right? So they allow you to bring you the content to Microsoft 365 and with that also make it available to co-pilot search and so forth and so on, right? And a part of that is that content typically isn't available to everybody, uh, everybody. Right, yep. so so it's secured with ACLs, and this article goes into the abilities that you've got, how you're going to ensure the right access for the content for the external content you bring into Microsoft 365. Yep, yep, makes perfect sense. And it's a super important part of the planning as you're doing this. So, is the content actually ACL secured or not? So, and if it is, what are you going to do? Good, good, good. Uh, then we also had an update on the Microsoft Craft Toolkit, uh, a new chat component. Uh, we'll do a live demo on this one in the upcoming community call as well, but basically you are able to create applications which are chatting uh, directly uh, within the Microsoft Teams chat style experience, So, which is really, really, really cool. So embed your Teams conversation in any, any application. Awesome, yep. awesome stuff. Really, really great. And there was an, also an update on the Microsoft Teams AI library and API message extensions. Uh, really, really interesting and exciting announcement. Uh, they've been building this. Uh, we announced this and built uh, the Teams AI library, and now it's actually uh, more capable capable uh, in the future. Uh, and you're able to use that to orchestrate uh, your AI processes. Um, is that a good way of saying that, Valdek? Orchestration of the implementation, so to say? How would you say that? Orchestrate the interaction between the client and, and, and the AI. Yeah. Right? Because it's all, you know, the things like planning all the different stages you've got and so forth and so on, yep. uh, handling the, the tools or skills or the, the way you call them, uh, dealing with, yeah. So, so all of that is basically implemented in an uh, orchestrator that you can use to kind of embed that in your app and not have to do all of the plumbing by yourself. Absolutely. And this one is also referencing the innovations on the Teams Toolkit. Uh, so Teams Toolkit had a lot of, lot of updates as well related on how we can do this uh, AI and Copilot connected capabilities. So a uh, lot of, lot of awesome announcement on that side as well. Now, uh, there was a, also an updated kind of about what is the Microsoft Research of Extensibility all up from Penn Summers for marketing sites. Uh, and this is basically an overall listing of all of the different announcements and what does it actually mean and capabilities around Copilot extensibility sensibility from an AI perspective uh, and also from a few other areas as well. So what, what is getting announced is Ignite from an extensibility perspective. So a lot of our cool stuff here as well. 
Teams extensibility being mentioned here as well. And I think in the Teams extensibility, somewhere in the all of this source of uh, announcements, we had that announcement where we are able to do, create botless uh, uh, messaging You're looking extensions. looking at it. You're looking at it. It's right there in the article uh, where you, uh, it's uh, like uh, if you scroll uh, a little uh, bit up, there you API go. API-based messaging extensions. Yeah. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Cool. There's so much getting announced. So, yes. but that's actually really cool. Um, so you don't have to have a bot. You can just associate your Teams app definition to an existing API, and then uh, you don't have to have a bot, which is uh, making things more complex from a deployment perspective. So it's basically codeless uh, integrations into Microsoft Teams, so to say. So. Well, you have the code in Azure, but still, anyway. So <laughs> you have the API and you have the manifest, and that 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 is it. You 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 don't need a middleman Correct. for Correct. Teams to talk to the API that that you've got. So Teams yep. is now able to call the API immediately based on the data you put in the manifest of your app. Yep, absolutely, awesome stuff over there. Uh, then we had a Microsoft 365 Power Platform site. There was an Accelerate Copilot Extensibility and Power Upgradation with Microsoft Dataverse. Uh, announcements from the Ignite, so updates on that side as well. Dataverse being uh, the, I, the probably the most flexible data structure model uh, within the Power Platform side. Uh, and the recommended way of doing things in many, many, many cases. Uh, Power Apps also had a blog post from Brian Cunningham around Power Apps accelerates the shift towards more than AI infused apps with covenants at scale. Sounded like an AI generated title almost. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ryan is the VP on Power Apps and, and basically listing all of the capabilities, which were again announced in the Ignite uh, uh, related on Power Apps and options and that platforms. A lot of, lot of stuff here. And oh. Copilot Studio. And Copilot Studio, you are absolutely correct as well. When do we have the Copilot Studio? Okay, oh, it, it was up. It was up. Up, up, up. Stop. Or a bit up again? Yeah, somewhere. Yes, there you go. Right here. If you scroll down a little bit. Yep. Stop. There we go. Customize the full power of Copilot Studio. Yes, we did announce Copilot Studio, um, and that's basically the way you can. Well, it's not just a local way to build your own G, agents. G, G, Correct. GPTs. Correct. That's true. And then we have two more articles here DirectFX Dataware sections indicating GA. That's really, really cool as well. And then uh, the Copilot exten uh, extensibility documentation, which was getting released last week as well, with the references on the documentation and how to get started on building those ex extensions. Awesome stuff. Absolutely. But I guess. I guess that's it for now uh, with, within the, this uh, journey. Thank you, uh, Rashmi, one more time for joining. Uh, we'll get back on the PMP Weekly within a week again. We'll be back. Right, Waldek? Thank you, folks. See ya.